Hi everyone, this is episode number two. I'm Katherine Lay and joining me today is a young lady by the name of Taylor Wilson. Now Taylor reached out to me. I know Taylor's mom. She's another super awesome lady that I absolutely love. I've been able to travel with her mom on some mission trips and so anyways Taylor reached out to me and wanted to share her story and we feel like it can reach a lot of ladies so um without any further delay I'm going to introduce you to Taylor. Hey y'all um I'm Taylor so I saw Catherine's video just a quick start and I messaged her and told her I have just watched your video like four times back to back and am in tears just because I've really been praying that um, God gives me an opportunity to just tell my story and reach out to other women that may have gone through what I've gone through or are going through what I'm going through or may even go through this one day. And, you know, I pray that that's something that nobody does have to go through, of course, but to know that there are other women that have experienced and have gone through what I've gone through um, and to know that there's other stories out there and that there is hope and there is light and there's a God that loves you and is going to walk you through every step of your journey. Um, and so I reached out to her and I just felt like God really placed this on my heart and um, it's just a good time for, I feel like, a new beginning and to just share what I've gone through. And so just go ahead and dive into it. Um, I'm from Warner Robins. I've lived here my whole life. Um, my mom's been here my whole life. As she said, she's very close with her and knows her very well. And um, from an early age, um, my mom and my biological dad divorced um, before I was even at the age of um, knowing that they were married and separated. And um, would visit him every other weekend. Um, my mom remarried when I was two, um, to who I call my dad now. And, um, just growing up, uh, as I got older, kind of saw some things that I guess didn't really seem right with my dad, my biological dad. And, um, as time went on, um, I realized that he was very sick and um, my mom didn't really share a lot of things with me um, as I was growing up because I was a child and I know that she was protected. Um, but the older I got, the more I actually saw with my own eyes my, how my biological dad was. And um, as now, as an adult, I saw that he bought my love. Um, there wasn't a true, genuine love. And he was addicted to pain medication, um, and at a certain age, it seemed like on my heart that he was choosing that addiction over his daughter. Um, so I felt abandoned, and I felt, even though I had my dad, um, my stepdad in my life, there's that little piece that was still missing from a biological dad's love. Um, so I had that abandonment, I felt like, from an early age, and um, I grew up in church. Um, I became a Christian when I was 12 at um, summer camp at Shirley Hills Baptist Church. And um, that's really, I feel like, kind of where I got really strong with the Lord um, was my teenage years. And um, then we ended up changing churches, and I kind of pulled away. I had a really close group of friends that I was close to, and then I changed and felt like the newbie. 
Um, so I kind of mingled with some other girls throughout high school and kind of, I still went to church on Sundays, um, but I wasn't close in the walk like I was when I first became saved. And um, from having that abandonment, I felt like I was looking for a love from a guy. And because I didn't really have that close relationship with God, I was looking for that fulfillment somewhere else and um, was looking for the attention from outsources. And so um, as I got older, I um, graduated high school, I met a guy, and we dated for about a year and a half, and then um, I found out I was pregnant. We were not married. Um, I was young. I was 19, and um, I knew from the day that I found out that I was going to be a single mom. Um, even though we were still together, I just had a feeling that this was going to happen for me. Um, and I knew at that time I needed to grow up. Um, I was going to have a child on the way, and I needed to do what I needed to do to grow up and take care of my baby. Um, long story short, a uh, month after I had Carter, uh, me and his dad split up. Um, and so now I feel like the reality began. And um, I really got um, into my Bible, dug deep into God's Word as to loneliness and then that abandonment came back up and resurfaced and now I had a baby to take care of at such a young age and thankfully I had uh, my mom and my dad with the support of friends and other family to kind of help guide me but um, it was still just me it was me and Carter and um, that abandonment resurfaced and um, I felt lonely and I felt like you know God why, why me? Why couldn't I make a better choice to wait until I was married? And, you know, it brings a lot of emotions up. And um, so as I was parenting Carter and got a little bit older, um, it wasn't long after I had Carter, I met another guy. Um, and I wanted the family feeling. I wanted to know that someone loved me. You know, I'm young. I have a baby. I'm getting attention again. And so we started dating, and um, I left everything I had here. I had a good setup for Carter at a daycare of a family friend. I had my family here to support me with Carter, and he ended up getting a job in Atlanta, and um, I left everything I had here and moved to Atlanta with him. No job, no family, knew nothing about where I was going. It was just me, him, and Carter, and um, we moved up there. We were there for few months and um, I became pregnant again and it really crushed me not knowing that here I am making the same mistake that I made the first time not married and promising to myself I was going to choose um, a better path for myself and the abandonment issues that I had growing up I felt them resurfacing again um, because here I am not married and I'm pregnant and I really started feeling like where is this coming from why do I have these feelings why am I trying to fill a hole in my heart with things that are not filling that hole and um, I really struggled with knowing that I was pregnant and disappointing myself disappointing God disappointing my family and letting them down and they brought me so far when I um, had Carter, and now I'm back in the same spot. And 
I knew that the feeling of what I had when I found out when I was pregnant with Carter was going to happen again, that I was going to be yet again another single mom. And um, some red flags came up, and I felt like I was in a relationship that was not very safe. So I left and came back home and just was desperate, was desperate for someone to just reach out to me and help me and bring me back to where I needed the guidance from loving a loving family and loving Christians. And my mom grabbed me by my hand and said, we're going to the church. Um, sorry, y'all. It's an emotional oh, story. I but that Taylor. Um, I so we went to Southside and we met with Joy McHale mm-hmm. and um, what a sweet, <laughs> sweet spirit and lady oh. and just her kind words. And yes, uh, she just really prayed over me and um, prayed with my mom. And at this time, I was really considering adoption for Blakely because I knew I couldn't support what I already had. So why would it have been fair to bring another baby into a world when I couldn't even support myself and Carter? So I talked with um, Joy, and she asked me a question that really stuck with me and hit hit me hard and said, you know, there's so many loving families out there that would love this baby, but you have to be willing to give her to them and give her that chance of life with this family, and is that something you're able to do? And I bawled. I I lost it. My heart was crushed, and I knew that I couldn't do it. I knew that for some reason— God was saying, hold on to her. Don't, don't do this. Um, so of course I, you know, long story short, I chose to keep Blakely, <laughs> which is my little <laughs> mini me, my little spitfire. Um, so fast forward, um, after I had Blakely, I really, I felt like at this point, still at a young age that, um, I felt like I've already been through so much that I've matured, um, I need to now I have two children, single mom. I really need to be an example for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I really need to get involved with and surround myself with the church and just cling to God's promises and what he has in store for my life, even though what looked like a mess was going to become something yes. beautiful. And yes, I really started thinking, you know, I had all of this abandonment from what I had at a young age, and I was fulfilling it with things that um, wasn't satisfying my mm-hmm. soul. And I started, you know, reading my Bible daily, um, getting involved in a small group, um, serving in Awanas and the Sunday school, and just having that joy, yes. having that hole in my heart being filled, mm-hmm. and really get my kids involved, and I was on a very strong, on fire for God path, Mm -hmm. and I was happy, I knew that I was right where I needed to be, and I was strong with the Lord, and I just, I clung to the Jeremiah 29 11, um, which is my life verse. That's Um, one of my favorites, (laughs) I love And I know there's probably so many that you know, their stories can connect to that verse, but he has that there for, for that guidance, for Mm -hmm. that love, because there's so much love behind it in his words to us. And, um, Blakely was very young. She was eight months. Um, and I had a tragic event happen. Um, I 
ended up having to take her um, to the hospital. Um, it seemed like there was, I guess, some problems going on with her arm and her shoulder. And from when her dad called me and um, he took her up to the hospital, when we got there, they wanted to take x-rays. Um, come to find out that she had a broken collarbone. Um, I had no clue how this happened. And he had no clue how this happened. Um, in the midst of all this, me and him were going through a custody battle um, as far as, you know, when he was going to get her because she was so little and trying to figure out times and days and weekends. And um, so long story short, after finding this out um, and not knowing how this happened, really bothered me, really concerned me as far as what's going on. Like, how did this happen to my child? And I'll never forget at the hospital, her dad said to me that the reason why we were there was because I did this to her. Mm -hmm. And I could not believe that someone could say that to mm -hmm. a, a mother or father of their child. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, I got a call from work saying that I needed to come down to the juvenile court to speak to some people to find out and be questioned. And... Um, after finding this out, he had called defects, um, and some reports were made, and long story short, we ended up going to court over 12 times, um, trying to find out how this happened, and, um, at the end of all of this, because there was no underlying cause of proof of how this happened, um, they blamed that I broke her collarbone. Mm. Um, at this time, because it's so emotional, I was broken. Yes, I'm sure. I felt like I had been already through so much and had rebuilt the pain that I've already gone through of having two children, now you know, being a single mom again, and now having somebody having to stand in front of judges and lawyers and defending myself for something I didn't do. Mm -hmm. And they took Blakely away from me. And so um, as hard as it was, I had to say, you know, the Lord gives and takes away. Yeah. And as, you know, as emotional as it is, I felt like at that time I would work so hard. Why did I, well, what did I need to do to, to keep on, you know, God, I was so angry. I was so bitter. I was so hurt. I felt like God turned his back on me. But at the same time, I wasn't in a place of where I needed to be mm -hmm. with with him. Yeah. And, you know, it takes sometimes to be at the bottom for you, him to get your attention. I was just about to say, I know that there's something to be learned through this. Oh, absolutely. And there's hope. So absolutely. I want to know what happened next. <laughs> what was the... So, um, going through all of this, of course, I got steps that I had to take yes. to prove myself as being a good parent. Mm -hmm. um, and through all of this, too, because of what happened, they took Carter away, too. So I literally felt like Job. Yeah. I felt like I was living the life of Job, of having everything stripped away from me. Um, both of my kids were taken away. Um, it felt like my character was taken away. Um I was being blamed for something that I didn't do. So I said, you know what? I'm not giving up. 
I'm not going to give up, even though there were several nights, several days after all of this, I wanted to give up. I wanted to, I mean, I felt like I, I was pushing up against a wall. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had so many people against me that there was no hope. And I cried out to God and I said, please show me that there's hope in this because I'm broken. I'm, I'm desperate. I need, I need some light. I need some help. I need some guidance of God. This is the first time that I'm calling on you for you to lead me. Um, so I trusted him and I told him, I said, I'm trusting you. I have nothing and I'm trusting you. And, um, I shut off all social media. I was I was into that constantly all through in and out the day and I I shut everything off. I was in my Bible twenty four seven. Um I did everything I needed to do and I took steps which I had to do parenting classes and all kinds of different like books I had to read and uh, it was definitely a process. Okay. Um it was a process that I had to go through to fight. Mm-hmm. And I fought, I literally fought the good fight, just like mm-hmm. that song. And yes. that was like a song yeah. at my time where uh, it just stuck with me. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe, I couldn't get past, I guess, with what I looked at back then and discussed with myself that I made so many of these bad choices because of what I guess I had realized, what stemmed from the abandonment that mm-hmm. I had from a little girl. Mm-hmm. And um, so the joy out of all of this, um, after we're going through all the steps, you know, we got Blakely back. Um, me and her dad still share the joint custody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has her during the week. I get her on the weekends. And um, eventually my plan is, and hopefully it'll be, you know, for us to come to agreements to where mm-hmm. we can do our 50-50 mm-hmm. and, um, Carter came back, of course. Um, there was nothing there that showed that I didn't deserve my right, kids back. Right, right. Um, I know I'm a good mom. Yes. And I know yes. I'm a child of God. Yes. And through all of this, I guess what really stuck out to me is um, there's a father to the fatherless. Yes. Even though that was something that was absent in my life. I've always had my Heavenly Father with me every step I went. Even though I was in dark, dark, dark valleys, mm-hmm. He was always there walking right beside me, right in front of me, and He never let me go. And through all of this, I overcame that hurt. I had a lot of bitterness still. Um, I was still very nervous to even have someone question, well, did you get Blakely back? Or... Um, what are you doing now? It was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It was embarrassing to have my my character crushed, basically. Yeah. Um, as a mom, you know, you would never feel like that would ever happen to mm-hmm. you. Um, you know, but it all came from choices I made with the consequences mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. that came along with it. And um, through that... Um, I, I had a lot of soul searching, a lot of praying to do to forgive, um, because I was blamed from a lot of people that were very close to me and my family. Um, 
And it, it took a long time because I was hurt. Mm. And, you know, anybody that gets hurt, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of bitterness. And even though, you know, I was a Christian, it's easy to hold on to that yes. and to not let that yeah. go. And yeah. it um, it was a struggle. And I finally said, you know, like the saying is, they say it's like, you know, drinking poison but hoping that yes. other person suffers yes. from it. Yes. It, it, yes. it really does affect your life. And I believe that. I felt like mm-hmm. I was in hiding. Like I was, I had so much joy and peace, but I was still in hiding because mm-hmm. I hadn't forgave mm-hmm. and I was blocking blessings that God was trying to yes. give me. And um, I just, you know, I finally was able to forgive as much as it hurt mm-hmm. and as much as I wanted to hold on to that because, you know, how dare someone blame me for something I did right. and you take my children away from me and how could I forgive you? Mm-hmm. And, um, I did. And after that, it was a weight lifted and, um, you know, there's been, there's been other mistakes down the road that I've made and I know I'll continue to make mistakes, but through all of this, you know, I just, I've experienced, you know, emotional abuse. I've experienced, you know, heartbreak, I've experienced abandonment, I've experienced so much that I feel like through the past seven years, I have struggled, <laughs> and it's all because I, I hadn't clung to and fulfilled my heart with what God has had for my life, mm-hmm. and as the three times that I've done this, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm finally seeing that God loves me. You know, I am a child of God, and I have overcome so much. I have walked through dark valleys, and I have come on top of the mountains all because of Him. And, you know, for the women out there that have experienced domestic violence or have experienced abandonment or have problems with forgiveness because they've been hurt or any of that along the way of their life and their journey, don't forget that God loves you. Mm-hmm. No matter how many mistakes you make, how many times you run from Him, He is right there always and will, will never leave you. He is always going to provide for you. I have so many blessings that I have gotten throughout all of this. And as funny as it is, I'm, I'm here because of what I've experienced. And I'm so proud to be able to talk about what I've gone through and what I've overcome and where I know I'm going because of what has happened. And as hard and as crazy as it sounds, um, there would be different choices that I wouldn't be here where I'm at today because I wouldn't have been able to experience the heartache but the joy out of it Um, and you know women that grow up without fathers or a father figure that abandonment and that hurt there's Mm -hmm. that God loves you Mm -hmm. and he's always going to love you and he's going to be there for you no matter what and it's just it's heartwarming and I just have so much comfort and peace and joy knowing that that I am his child and that, you know, I've done wrong (laughs) and I've made choices that, you know, and others would be shameful. And I know that I have asked for forgiveness and God has chosen me to come running back to him over and over and over again. And he's always been there. Yes. Always been there. Yes. I love that. We're never too far. No. 
I'm oh Jesus, God. yeah. We're not. Yes. We're really not. Yes, but I love his love for us. I love your story, Taylor. That is so beautiful, and I love seeing how much you've grown, and I can I tell how strong you've become through yeah. that. And I know this was hard for you, but I know this is going to reach a lot Absolutely. of women out there. Yeah. And so I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, thank <laughs> thank you. you, Taylor. I really appreciate it, too. I'm so glad that this was something that was put out there. And I know that God's blessing it, and I know that it's going to reach women that have so many different backgrounds and so many different stories. Yeah.